This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Now you already are, so you'll be okay where that's concerned. Boy, I'll tell you what. I want to speak peace over your life. The biblical order is grace and peace be multiplied unto you by the Spirit of God. Amen. And He is the Prince of Peace. And peace is more than a, a feeling. But it is a state of being that the Lord wants to bring us into where we realize that in him all things are complete. If you got your Bible, hold up your Bible for a moment. Amen. See, the master plan is in hand, isn't it? So he got it all worked out. The script is already written. All you have to do is act it out, and it'll play out just like he planned it. Say, this is the master plan. Everything I need is in God. Amen. I believe that, don't you? Well, it's a good thing, isn't it? Again, I... uh, the praise and worship team and all the things, all the ushers, greeters, all the people that do so much uh, uh, here, hopefully have already made you welcome. Uh, we want you to, we want you to know that uh, we pray for you, that you would be here um, today. I don't know what brung you, okay, I don't know how long we can hold you. But while we have you, let's look into the Word of God. Amen. All right. We've been talking about a new thing. I believe this, that God is doing a new thing. Let's, now, you know, we can believe a lot of things, but we, in order, uh, you know, the believability factor is the one thing that we can believe that's a sure thing is God's Word. And, you know... Uh, you know, as a, a teacher, a preacher of God's uh, word, you have to make sure that God is speaking his word. Now, now, here's the written word of God. So that's the first safety net in our life is that God will speak out of what he's already spoken. Now, he will speak outside of that, but it will always be able to bring it back to that. If you can't bring it back to that, well... There are many voices in the world. The Bible says none of them without significance or from a source. You need to know where it's coming from. So in order to be scriptural, don't let this be lost on you now as a Christian. <laughs> this is the script. We, we, we are believers, so we're believing what? The word of God. That's the standard of our believing. 
We can believe all kind of stuff. You know, I just believe all of you would look better with purple hair. Doesn't mean it's going to be true. You know, this, this is the standard for our life. What, what is the Word of God? Well, first of all, it's, the, it's God letting us know what He wants for us. Well, I thought God just wanted something from me. Well, no, God only wants from you what is required to get what He has for you, what He wants for you, to you. That's it. Isn't that right? Are there requirements? Well, of course there are. You know, you can't just get in the car and drive down the road, even if you feel like that you think uh, that you can. The state will show you different. Isn't that right? I mean, you know, it's just not any old thing uh, goes. It's not any old life style goes or any old way goes where life is concerned. There's that which works and there's that which doesn't. Where where the standard of God is concerned. Now what's the standard of God? Not a bunch of do's and don'ts. He just said, listen, the thief came and he comes still to steal, kill, and destroy. But the dividing line is that I come for something totally different. I came to give you life. And that life being a more and a real and eternal life. I love the eternal life. Because see, once you get hooked up with God's will and God's way, it's forever. It's never going to change. They're not gonna, he's not going to make a new law. <laughs> Are you listening? He already did that. The old law wasn't good enough, so he made the new law. The law code of, you know, you'll never measure up. You'll never be good enough. Go ahead and try so that you'll know that you can't. The new, the new law that you replace that with, you have grace, you have mercy, you have uh, forgiveness. Are you listening? That's not dependent on what you do, but dependent on what God already did. All right. So, uh, Isaiah 43, for, uh, 18, forget about what, what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Now, you've heard folks talk about this, but this is a good analogy. You know, the, the rearview mirror in your car is a lot smaller than the windshield. You're going to have a very narrow and limited view of life looking back. It has happened. The trick is to let it be water under the bridge and to go on to the new. To let it be the old. Let it become history. Oh, some of you have major degrees in historical fact in your lives. Oh, let me tell you what happened. You don't know what's happened. If you only could, could stand in my place and what has happened. Now listen, and that... And, and we don't deny, you know, the factual and the actual of that. But you can't, you, how do you change that? By going forward. By moving forward. We can't always help what has happened. Now some stuff, you know, I mean, you know, we've, we've, got, some, we've got some skin in the game through the choices that we make. We do. Isn't that right? But not everything that happens is our choice. 
that right? Not everything that happens is God's choice. There is an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. There is someone who's against you always and ever in everything, every time, everywhere. An enemy that's against you. He's a killer. He's a liar. He's a killer. His entire design, you know, is to use you long enough as a witness for his ways. And when he's done with you, if you ever cross him up, he'll kill you and get you off of this planet before you become a witness for God's way. That's it. All right. So don't keep going over old history. Be alert because, listen, there's always what, you know, what has been done. Uh, uh, we're, the title of this today is the, is the new thing in a redo. Let me tell you something about the redo. Jesus came to undo what's already, what the devil done. And one, one translation of scripture says God will far outdo <laughs> in the redo what has already been done. To you. Amen. Boy, I'll tell you what now. We could spend some time here, but we got to go on. It says, be alert, be present. Now, if you keep going over old history, are you a present? That's why he prefaced that by saying, listen, be alert. Look at your neighbor. He says, I hope you didn't come today to just say, I did my church thing. See, going through the motions in life, you know what I'm saying? Man, oh man, you know, be present, be alert, be present. I know, I know some of you came and it would be nice to know, but maybe one or two of you came today, you got to know. That's a different measure, and I'm here for you today. I tell you, God is, is looking for the doers that want to do over, that want to do again, that need a redo. In anything or any area of your life, anybody here needs a redo? Well, the new thing is the real thing. He said, I'm about to do something brand new. Everybody say brand new. Man, don't, I I never, you know, I don't care whether it's a computer, uh, you know, a chainsaw, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I don't want nothing refurbished. There's a reason why they had to refurbish it. Amen. It weren't furbished right to begin with. Hallelujah. Did you know that you're a brand new creation in Jesus Christ? That faith in him, you're a new Christian. But we have to put on the new man. Don't keep on trying on the old stuff. Amen. You're not a refurbish, a redo of the old thing. A repeat of the old thing. Just a couple of coats of paint and nobody will know what really happened to you, see. We'll just cover that up. This isn't a cover-up, honey. This is a taking away of the old and a bringing in the brand new. Creating something brand new. Isn't that right? God believes in starting from scratch. And keep on scratching till you get there. 
God believes he is a master at making something out of absolutely nothing. And he gets more glory when we are a nothing or less than nothing. Are you listening? When we look around and say, I have nothing, God says, that's where I'm going to start and make something because it'll be the work of God. It won't just be the work of a man. Amen. Now, see, a lot of times the rearview mirror is not just what the devil's done, but what I've done. I had my part. I know about you, some of it I did with all of my heart, thinking it was the right thing. You know, I'm not a halfway anything. Boy, I throw myself into everything. If, you know, are you listening? I don't care if I'm going to get a gun. Uh, you know, uh, what's the fun in one? A guitar, what's the fun in one? The only thing they're funding one in is with is with this woman over here. Amen. Praise the Lord. But bless her heart, she done went to multiplying, and uh, <coughs> bless her, darling heart. Amen. But be present, be alert, be in with a God who is a God of increase, who's willing to start with nothing, but He ain't going to leave it nothing. He's going to make something. Anything God looks at, he sees more than what is just appearing at the naked eye. Whatever God sees, are you listening? He sees the seed of something brand new. And if you and I could see the seed of it, the possibility of the new, but it's just in seed form. Anything God talks to you, even if it's the end from the beginning, it's going to be all right. I'm going to work it all out. Well, that's the end. But he starts with the seed. So he's, he says the seed, and then we got to go, we got we to gotta sow and grow and get a harvest and finally reap that in our life. There's some stuff that just doesn't, it's not magic. Poof, there it is. Amen. It's God speaks it and finds a receptive heart. In the right season in our life, when we're receptive, when that seed won't be wasted, when we've, when, 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 however we were prepared, we're prepared to hear. Then God will speak it. And that seed will go into good soil in our heart. And if we're attentive to it, if we'll follow through, there's a breakthrough. We'll eventually reap. A, and a wonderful, increased, abundant harvest from that seed that God sowed in our heart. Amen. Because we didn't get where we are today in a moment. It didn't just happen. It's been happening. The good news is, is that, is that, uh, with the reset, and you remember we talked about the reset. Amen. The reset is to is to position again, to purpose again, to fix it. It it has the idea of God. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'll I'll, I'll read it here. It is a it is to bring to restore to a proper and normal state when dislocated or broken. 
And the reset is not a repeat of the old, but a fix and a setup for the new. Now, look down here. He says, he says, it's bursting out. Don't you see it? See? Be alert. Be present to see it. God is doing and God is showing. There it is, something brand new. And what would that be? A road through or a way where before there would not been a way before. He said this specifically, a way in the wilderness. The... Uh, you know, we we have uh, at one time out through here, there weren't nothing but trees. There wasn't even a path. There wasn't a road. There wasn't a church. There wasn't a parking lot. You, there weren't cars. It was a wilderness. Amen? But now we have a road. A road's been built. It's probably been built and rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt and made into what it is today. Since we've been here, they've done it a couple of times. I mean, think about that, you know. Also think about the time frame and the patience that it takes, you know, from a wilderness that God says, I'm making a road. I'm building a road. I'm, I'm making a way. Amen. Now, all that road was was that, you know, more and more people kept going on the path until it widened out and lengthened out. And, you know, a way was made. And a road became. And now we travel up and down it without even thinking where that's concerned. On our way to here or on our way to there. But there's a process in life. Hard to be patient if we don't understand that there's a process. A road through, a road where there had not been a way before. Let me uh, remind you of this, that when that there's a closed door on before with no more. The back side of that door says, no more before, not like before. While at the same time God closes the door, God also opens the door, and at the new door there is the way of his more in our life. Amen? And maybe you could maybe use a little less of the old in favor of a little more of the new. The new thing, the reset and the redo, is for restoration. You start to hear that word a lot around here. And I want to say about restoration is when God restores something, it's better than before. It's not like before. It's not a repeat of the old. It is a restoration to where you're better than new. You know, when Adam and Eve fell in the, uh, uh, in the garden, that was because of... You know, there was a large degree of not knowing. They're fresh off the farm, so to speak. Fresh from the soil. Amen. They hadn't, there hadn't been enough time, uh, you know, in things. And so the devil took advantage of what they didn't know because they had a, a desire to know. But he took advantage of their not knowing. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for a lack of, and we fill in the blanks with material things, emotional things, relational things. But God says, no, it's this not knowing business. It's not knowing my word and my will and my way that the devil takes advantage of that and you suffer destruction. All right? No, the restoration of man back to God is God's not... Is this now we know? See, in knowing Jesus, we're better than before. Before you didn't know Jesus in in the way that God wanted him to, 
you to know him personally, intimately, on the inside. See? Uh, we're better we're better now in the after than we were in the than we were in the before. So it's a restoration of relationship, right relationship back to God that's way better than the one before. Amen. For the last Adam through the through the la, through the first Adam, the Bible says that uh, there was sin and disobedience and destruction came. Not just to him, but to everybody attached to him. But through the last Adam, Jesus said life came. Amen? All right. Again, redo means re is again. And uh, again is always has the connotation of new. Starting new. And the do is to perform or to execute, to carry out the requirements of, to produce by a greater, by creative effect, especially by creative effect, or to bring about an effect or result. Do is a verb. It's an action word. It's an application word. Ephesians 3 and 20, God is able to do. I want to read this out of the Message Bible uh, to you very quickly here. You still okay? All right. I'm going to take just a few minutes and we'll be done. <clears throat> you, you know, in a good restaurant, they have soup and salad first. And if that fills you up, it's okay. Just take the filet mignon. Take the steak and taters home with you. If I really have a, a taste for steak and taters, I don't do a whole lot of soup and salad because that's not going to satisfy me. Amen. Now I realize that, that both are on the menu, drinks included. You don't even have to leave a tip. We're offering it free. See, But you get to measure... Whatever measure you want where this is concerned. Amen. It's what you bring to it. It's what you're going to take away from it. All right. It says this. God can do anything you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. That's the message Bible. King James Bible says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Now God's due, according to this scripture, is in accordance with our due. I'm gonna have to. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. You know. I'm gonna have to knock a little religious cow in the head and make sure she's dead if we're gonna get the filet mignon that we're after today. Amen. Could get a little messy. Blood will be involved. The blood of Jesus needs to help us right now. Amen. That's what made us brand new. I need you to hear with with new ears and new eyes. 
God's due is in accordance with our due. Now, where'd you get that from? It says God is able to do, but it's according to the power that worketh within us. What would that be? It would be according to our due. See, listen, if he's ever thought about this, well, if God's able to do and he can do, why don't he just do it? See, but God doesn't work for us. We're not the boss and he's the employee. That He does everything and we do no thing. God does work with us. We're, we, we work together with God. We're called co-labors. When you become a co-laborer, you're, you're the co-heir of being, receiving your inheritance is released when you become a co-laborer. It's when we do with him, see, that we see uh, his ability to do with us. Amen? See, God does work with us because he gave us a free will. I'm going to help some of you here now. God gave us a free will to choose his will. See, we do it and have it his way or we do it or have it our way. Those may not necessarily be the same unless we've chosen his way for our life. And we've chosen his way over our way. A lot of times the Bible says there is a way that seems right. It looks right. It makes perfect sense. It's reasonable. It's just the way of things in the world. But God says, but look at the end of it. If there's destruction there, it's not God's will or way. And he said this, that his will and his way were higher than ours, but we wouldn't have to stay not knowing he would send his word. The purpose of that is causing you and I to know his will and his way, his higher way for our life, his higher will. Philippians 2, 12 and 13 in the King James Bible again says this, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Well, we really don't have a lot of time to stay there, but that not that an interesting statement that obedience is attached to us, each individual, working out with fear and trembling. What? Fear of God. Are you listening? And, and trembling simply being this, you know, God, you know, uh, uh, you know, what time I am afraid, I will trust the Lord. I'll trust your word is your way. For, now listen, four, the, the next verse here is four. Four, you always when you see four, you want to know what it's there for. And four is why. All right, Why? It is God which works in you. The work of God in you. A lot of times what we're trying to do is get God to work it out for us. If you just work out all this outside stuff first. No, it says God's going to work in you. If he's working with you, he's going to work in you. He's not just going to work for you. We're going to do this together. Hmm? It is God which works in you both, this is his work, both to will, working on our will to cause us to will, 
But this also, and to do of his good pleasure. What's his good pleasure? That you have life and have life more abundantly. That if you'll do it his way, you'll win. You'll be victorious. And that will be glorious. That gives honor and glory to God. Everybody say, victorious is glorious. It gives glory to God. Winning ain't sinning. To win is not a sin. (laughs) Amen. All right. Well, look, it is God what works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. What is the power that's working in us? Let me ask you this. What's the power that's working in you? Is God working a new want to in you? So God can, together with you, work a new do, a redo with you and for you? Because that's the progression. That's the process. That's how it works. What, let, me, let me tell you the truth that I believe will be a very delivering and, and freeing word for you today. What we did in the dark that went wrong. What we did in the dark, in the not knowing, in deception, not seeing, not understanding, that went wrong. We get a redo in the light and can come out right. The Bible says that God's word is a lamp. To our feet and a light to our path. Even if it just seems like a path, remember God's trying to make a road. Don't get ahead of him, but stay behind him, close. He's working on a way. He is the way. He will make the way. He'll build a road, honey. You know, a path is personal. There's enough room for one, maybe two wide. But when we let God build the road, see, that's for the witness to other people. How you make the devil really pay for the destruction, the deception, all of that kind of stuff is is that you help other people to see. You bring other people along with you. You win and you'll help other people to win too. Well, final scripture. Are you okay? It's uh, we got just a few minutes. You know, uh, I know that uh, sometimes we've been in restaurants before, and I'll say, "Where in the world is our food?" And Sandy go, "This ain't the drive up winder." She don't talk like that. She said, this is not fast food. But it will be worth the wait. Amen. James, uh, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Bible. It says, but, verse 22. Well, let me read that verse 21. And I want to read actually out of two, the two versions. The first one would be the Message Bible. It says this, chapter 1, 
down around verse 20. In simple humility, let our gardener, God, landscape you with the word, making a salvation garden of your life. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Now, he qualifies that. He's not being accusatory or mean or spirited or harsh here. He's simply saying this. He said, here's the, here's the litmus test. Here's the measuring line. Letting the word go in one year and out the other without an action. Act on what you hear. Do what you hear God say. If it says those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are and what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God when the light shines on the word and revelation comes, see, uh, the free life. I like that. How many of you want to live the free life? So no matter what happens, see, you, you know, if you know the truth about that situation, then you're free from the destruction in that. You're, you're, you're free to let God uh, make us better for it. Even out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it, everybody say sticks with it, is no distracted scatterbrain but a man or woman of action. That person will find delight and affirmation in the action. This is the Amplifier, but it says, So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness, and a humble, gentle, modest spirit receive and welcome the word which, implanted and rooted in your hearts, contains the power to save your soul. Let me translate that down. Don't be afraid to let God and you together weed your seed bed. Get rid of the junk that didn't work, the old dead stuff, amen, that, that which went wrong. Get it out of there so you can do, so we can do something new, so the new can come, all right? The word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners of it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he's like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in the mirror, for he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. So the word is a mirror that shows us what we're really like. All right? But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets but an active doer who obeys. So do, an active doer is translated as one who obeys what he hears. All right? Now listen, it says that person, the doer, the active doer, will be he shall be blessed in his doing his life of obedience. He will be blessed. Now we don't have time to uh, define what that is, but it is one of the basic definitions to make you much more than you now already are. Amen. Well, let me ask you, Pastor Ron's going to come. We'll take just a second here. Uh, and I want to ask you, are you ready for the redo? A couple of you stayed all the way through and some of you dropped off. 
and have asked for your to-go plate. Amen. That's all right. Take this home with you. The idea is that you would have something more, you know, is that we would give you a double portion. You would have a heaping helping of the favor of God. Enough to satisfy you for a moment. But there'd be more than enough to think about, to pray about, to look into and keep looking into. That you can eat on this all week long. Well, only till Wednesday, really, but you know what I'm saying. Are you ready for the redo? To do life working with God, to do life your life, God's way that works. Well, the Bible says you'll be blessed in your doing, in your doing the new and the redo. What a what a opportunity. This is not this is not just an an abstract idea pulled out of a few verses of Scripture. I'll tell you what God is doing is a great and a divine redo that isn't going to be through until we have, until we are finally settled in forever, forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen? So that's good because now there's still opportunity, there's grace, and there's room for change. But you can't change what you won't confront. And you know God confronts us Sometimes over the measure that we're at right now, the measure that we're bringing. Is it maybe good enough for us, but is it good enough for God? And I'm not talking about trying to achieve, you know, uh, or attain a certain measure uh, of do right, then it'll be all right. I'm talking about God just saying, you know, I'm not going to be satisfied or happy until I have you in the fullness of everything I want for your life, of all that I want to do for you. And you just have to take one little look at Jesus hanging on that cross and saying, it is finished. What was the will and the way, the inheritance, all of it that God wanted for you. God, through Jesus, made a way for us to have that if we so choose. And you know, believing is first a choice. It's a decision. It's not a feeling. It's not a... It's not an actual that comes from all the factuals. It's simply that God declares his truth. And we choose, you know, that is true. It is the truth. And it's going to be my truth. An interesting statement. You know that after 36 years with the Lord, almost coming into the 37th year with Jesus, that still I find myself that my eyes have not seen. My ears have still not heard the things that were prepared for me before the foundations of the world that God wanted for me all along. And I find myself in this great big pile uh, of people that, you know, I have to say, well, all have sinned. We've, we've lowered our sights. We've missed the mark and fallen so short of the glory that you had designed for us that Jesus prayed. He goes, Father, the glory I had with you 
from the beginning I want them to have that glory with me and together with us. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.